Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 145 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Love Life Connection, and I'm super excited to be here today. And I just want to remind you that if we haven't connected on Instagram, please make sure that we do that. I'm Veronica E. Grant, so come follow me, say hello, comment on any of my photos, or send me a DM. I would really love to know a little bit about you, who you are, where you are, what questions you have for me what topics you'd like me to cover on the podcast so that I can really create this podcast with you in mind, because obviously I'm not just doing this to hear myself talk. And if you already follow me on Instagram, then you definitely have to come say hello. You have nothing in your way. So slide into my DMs, say hello and introduce yourself and let me know a little bit more about you. And I can't wait to connect. And another really good reason to follow me on Instagram is I am actually in Peru at the time that this recording is released. I am on my honeymoon a year and a half later with my husband. And we were actually supposed to go in April and we had to reschedule the trip because of Stevie's herniated disc. And so really excited to finally be on the trip. And I know I will be definitely all over the Instagram stories. And I'll definitely be posting regular content too, um, about, you know, just love advice, daily advice, health advice. I just, I like to just life advice, post all sorts of things on Instagram. So I'll definitely continue to do that. But you'll get an extra little treat of some beautiful places that we're going to be visiting in Peru. So again, my uh, username is Veronica E. Grant. So come find me and say, 
say hello. And also, if you want to be on the show as a client to be coached on a question that you have for me, a situationship in your life, whatever it is, then let me know. Either send me an email, hello at veronicagrant.com, or just reach out to me on Instagram, Veronica E. Grant. I will be doing some... um, recordings in December to get ready for the beginning of 2019. And so I'm looking for a few folks and I mostly draw from people who are already clients or in in the Love Action Tribe but I do have a couple extra spots open for um, just the general community. So if you want one of those spots, make sure you get in touch with me one way or the other. And the final thing that I want you to know before we get to today's episode is I created a brand new love quiz. And I'm really, really excited about this. So some of you all right, might remember that earlier this year, I created a four part series on uh, the four dating energies that are keeping you out of love. And those episodes were super popular. And I loved that people would reach out to me or inquire about working with me. And they'd be like, I'm such the future tripper, I'm such a saboteur. And I just loved having this common language. And so I decided to create a quiz around it. And it's super short. I think it's like seven or eight questions. And it's totally free. And you can go to my website, veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz and take it. And it'll just tell you what the energy and the blocks are that are keeping you out of love. And you get a specialized, um, uh, um, program or specialized little workbook uh, just for the your specific dating energy that is keeping you out of love. So some specific tools and um, reasons why you might have the block and how to get around that specific block, that specific dating energy, you know, based on exactly what your results are in the quiz. So it's super specialized, super excited to be able to share this with you. So to grab that quiz, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz and you can take it there and it's totally free again. And I'll also put that link in the show notes. So you can grab it there. All right, so I'm really excited about my caller today. I am um, with my client, Juliet. She's in the Love Incubator. And she has been really struggling with trusting herself and really just trusting the process of life. And she's constantly in this battle or this game of just waiting for the other shoe to drop. So on the one hand, she's like trying to do all the self helpy things that she's learning. But on the other hand, she can't help but you know, have this fear around the other shoe dropping and just waiting for the bad news to come from the guy that she's dating or, you know, whatever the situation is. So if you can relate to this, if you feel like you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, or you're looking for the, um, the catch in a situation or in a relationship, or you just have a really hard time trusting yourself, you're going to really love and I hope resonates with this episode. And this episode's a little bit different because a lot of times you might notice that I dig a lot into old issues, childhood, parent stuff. And we do that a little bit, um, um, but and I and I'll explain this more um, after the episode about why I didn't hang out there so much and why I did what I did. But just know that there's lots of different areas to heal. And with uh, with Juliet, I very much saw one specific area where she definitely needed some healing. And so just think about that as I'm walking her through it and see how it might apply to you. And you'll see what I mean once we get into the episode. So as you're listening to my conversation with Juliet, keep these questions in mind. Do you find yourself waiting for the other shoe to drop? And are you in relationships and not sure if you can trust the other person? And were you reprimanded for a kid when you did something wrong or when you were trying to learn something new? And did you constantly feel like you had to make your parents proud and get their approval? And did you feel like making the wrong choice wasn't a choice, wasn't an option? 
And on a scale of one to 10, how much do you trust yourself? And if you jump straight to like eight, nine or 10, I want you to just, you know, not just trust yourself, but, but, or not say that you trust yourself or not say that, oh yeah, I can listen to my intuition or it's really good at other people, but it's really bad with me. That's not an eight, nine or 10. How much do you really, really trust yourself, can listen to your intuition and go with it, even if the answer that it's giving you might feel a little scary. So keep these questions in mind as you listen into my conversation with Juliette. Hi, Juliette. Welcome to the show. How can I help you? Um, I wanted to talk about, I mean, there's something that I want to address and see where it's coming from, because I feel that it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a deal breaker. Um, and right now I feel like it's bothering me and I shouldn't. Um, lately the men that I've dated have some kind of contact with their exes Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason that bothers me and I feel that it shouldn't necessarily bother me or I don't want it to bother me. Okay. Okay. Well, um, let's, let's dig below this because I feel like the question is even deeper than should this bother me or not. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no right or wrong. Right. For this. Right. You know, some people are going to have friendships with their exes, some aren't. And I think it definitely can be situation dependent. So how about you tell me a little bit more about um, these guys? Like, are they really new in your life? Is it someone you've been seeing for a while? How recent was the breakup with the other, with the ex? What kind of communication are we talking about? Um, can you fill in some of those details for me? Um, well, I would say, I guess the one that I can refer to is the latest one. Um, I've been dating the guy for about seven months and he said that they've been broken up for like a year and a half, but they have a lot of mutual friends and then they'll talk once in a while. Okay. Okay. So they don't really have like a real friendship. It's more of just like, they've got mutual friends and they're more acquaintances. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Why does that bother you? If I mean, I kind of think it's tied to my whole waiting for the other shoe to drop (laughs) because in previous relationships, um, the people I've dated have gone back to their exes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where does that come from? The waiting for the other shoe to drop? I'm not sure. I mean, I think it's from those previous relationships. Okay. Okay. When we talk about like waiting for the other shoe to drop, what is that really about? Um, I guess it's like a fear of something being repeated. Yes. What's another way to say that? insecurity I guess like in the other another way to say that but the opposite is what I mean so I wasn't clear on that it's really about trust to me that's what it sounds like mm-hmm. trusting the other person that it truly is just a friendship or an acquaintance 
trusting yourself to know whether or not this is even an issue or a non-issue, right? And also trusting the process, trusting God, the universe, whatever, you know, belief system terminology you like to use. Right. Does that resonate? Yes. And that's why I wanted to touch on that because I feel it's more about me, not about the other person, but just me. I mean, one of the things that I've been kind of looking at is I've heard, I was listening to one of your podcasts about masculine and feminine energy. And I see how my masculine energy seems to be stronger most of the time and present more more often than my feminine and I think that's part of all this because it's I guess in a way me trying to control how things well I would say that's how you compensate right and you're definitely not alone in that here's here's what I'm gathering from just our conversations so far and that is you've spent a lot of time analyzing yourself and analyzing the situation. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But I'm not convinced you've spent a lot of time actually healing the wound that causes you to not trust. Does that feel correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. So... Think about this one person that you've been dating. You can close your eyes if you want for the last seven months. And you're not really trusting him. You feel very insecure about this ex that he's talking to. And by the way, we haven't even talked about like what the dynamics of the nature of this relationship is. So I haven't even like, like, and and right now I don't even want to know because I don't want to accidentally project my own bias onto the situation. Okay. So I'm asking, so I'm purposely right now, not asking you like, well, what's the conversation? Like, what's he like? What's the, no, I'm not, we'll we'll get there. But right now I don't want to know. Okay. Okay. So you're in this relationship and he's talking to his ex And I want you to get into that state of feeling of how you feel in this situation. How does this make you feel? And you can tell me. Makes me feel insecure. Okay. Tell me more. Um, I'm afraid that Basically, for me, it's like history will repeat itself. Okay. And he'll go back to her. Okay. So insecure, history will repeat itself. What else is making you feel? Where do you feel in your body? it's strange because I kind of feel like it's two things battling one trying to stay calm and the other one is not okay I don't know if that makes sense 
So you have like one part of you that's like in almost like this flight or fight mode and this other part of you that's trying to be like chill out. Right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good to know. When have you felt like this before? And I don't mean your last relationship. I mean longer longer ago than that. I would probably say when I was like in my teenage years, just the whole process of you're growing up and you're learning things and you kind of have to make a choice and you want to make the right choice, but you kind of don't know which one's the right choice. Okay. Okay. Can you tell me more? Um. I think it was more, I mean, my choices were more about, I get in a way doing the right thing for, so that my parents would be proud of me okay. and not disappoint, I guess. Was there a time when your parents weren't proud of you or do you feel like they were never proud of you or do you feel like you always had to please them? I I felt that I always had to, that I had to always do things to not disappoint them. And how, how early on did you have to start? Did you feel like you have to start doing that? Um, I'd probably say when that was maybe like seven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what happened at seven? Did you make a quote unquote wrong choice? Um, I wouldn't say, I mean, the thought that comes to my head is my dad um, teaching me how to read. And if I didn't get the word right the first time, and then after several tries of several different words, I mean, it became like, I think he would kind of lose his patience with me. Yeah. And what would happen to that seven-year-old? I would feel that I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. that I wasn't smart enough. Mm-hmm. And how did you compensate? Um, I was good at math, so I concentrated on math instead of reading. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you concentrated on what you were good at and wanted to impress there, right? So you learned some people-pleasing strategies there, right? hmm And my guess is also you compensated by being very, very careful about every move that you made. Yeah. And you've been doing that since you were seven years old? I, yeah, I mean, I did that for a long time. I think just recently, maybe like two, three years ago, I stopped trying to, like, I try to be more conscious about when I would do that. Like, no, it's not about anybody else. It's about me. I have to make the choices for myself, not for anybody else. But sometimes I'd still catch myself. Right. But can you see how that's still playing out just in another way with this current relationship? Yeah. Because it just boils down to self-trust. 
Right. And obviously we're not like bashing your dad. Your dad was doing the best he could and you know, there's no manual and like people lose their patience. Right. It doesn't make him a bad yeah. person or a bad dad or anything like that. Um, but when you're seven years old, you make that mean something. Right. And clearly this was something that had been not just happened like this one time, it kept happening. Cause then when you got to your teenage years, you know, you, it sounds like you had a lot of pressure on like choices you had to make. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But like when you're a teenager, like what kind of choice, like I'm not belittling like teenagers, but in the grand scheme of things, like they're not that big of choices, whatever choices right. you had to make. Except when you're that age, they do seem. <laughs> it feels like that. Why does it feel right. like that though? Because you want to make sure you're like, well, for me, it was making sure that I was at my, you know, meeting my parents' expectations. Exactly. Your parents made you feel like these choices, whatever the choices were, were like life and death, successful life or not successful life. Mm-hmm. Right. But we know that's not actually really true. It's not that linear. It's not that black and white. Right. 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 But you created a worldview like that. And now there's a part of you that just doesn't trust herself. Right. And so you're always looking for other shoe to drop your, you, I mean, um, you know, you sent me a message a couple of days ago, right? Like not sure mm-hmm. what to ask. Right. But how am I supposed to know what you're supposed to ask? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's do a couple things. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to list out a few things right now where you've trusted yourself to make a decision and it was a quote unquote right decision. And what I mean by right decision was that it just felt in alignment for you doesn't matter if it was right or wrong in someone else's view. What are some, even if they're small, even if just like, I really wanted eggs and potatoes this morning and I made some eggs and potatoes. Like, that's great. (laughs) Right. doesn't have to be anything huge or life shattering. So can you, can you list out five things or five decisions that you've made or choices that you've made that have been in alignment? Um, I would say buying my car. Okay. Um, I recently made a trip and I didn't feel okay to stay there. And I came home and I felt that was the right choice for me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, changing jobs. Um, deciding to take a break from the relationship I'm in. I mean, I took a break for a while because I felt that I needed it. Mm -hmm. And joining um, the Love Incubator. (laughs) Awesome. How does that feel to list out some things that you made choices and it feels in alignment to you? It feels good. Okay. Did it feel surprising? They're like, oh, I actually do trust myself. Because these are pretty big choices, right? Like these are choices that were not trivial, like what am I going to have for breakfast today? 
right? Like, and, and, the, and they're not trivial in the sense that like, they're fairly large investments, right? Like, you know, coming home from your trip, buying a car, investing in a love incubator, like, you know, that's not just like, what am I going to wear today types of questions. Right. So is this, does this feel surprising to you? Or does this feel like, oh yeah, like, duh, I knew this. I knew I trust myself. Where are you on that spectrum? I feel like it's a reaffirmation of I'm doing what is best for me at the times that I've made those choices. Mm -hmm. And even if, I mean, yeah, people have questioned or whatever's happened. I know that it was the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, saying things like that out loud or somebody asking it just, I guess, puts things into perspective for me. Yeah. And, and here's what I'm getting as the longer that, you know, we talk about this is, you know, when I, you know, work with clients and we focus on healing, there's four areas, right? There's the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual, right? So like the physical would be, um, you know, going for a walk to like boost your energy or something like that, right? Mental is like affirmations. The emotional would be like, um, writing your inner child a love letter or, or like a, you know, just connecting with your inner child. That could also be spiritual too, because it is kind of a spiritual idea to connect to the inner child. And then like something that would be strictly spiritual is like connecting with source, the God or, or God or the universe so that you don't feel alone. Right. So those are the four areas. And, um, and I'm, I'm almost kind of wondering, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but this is what I'm just getting a hunch with for you. I think it is so habitual for you to just question every decision or just go back and forth or like be afraid of making the wrong choice that you believe that you can't really trust yourself or that the other shoe is going to drop or like whatever the doomsday situation is. Right. Mm -hmm. But my hunch is that you actually do have the tools and the awareness to connect with your intuition at this point, it just almost feels like a mental habit that you have to um, not trust yourself. Yeah. Right? Because, because when you messaged me and you're like, I don't know what to ask, and I messaged you back, and I was like, I can't tell you what to ask. Like, you know, empty the vessel and clear everything out and then see what bubbles up. Like, you clearly did something because you came in with a really good question, and it feels like really in alignment with the growth that you're seeking to do. So it almost just feels like you need a little bit of tough love. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And I can totally relate to this because, you know, just something that I've always had to work through in my life is just money stuff. Like um, feeling like, Oh, there's never enough or scarcity or like, I'm going to run out of money one day. Like I just have all these like doomsday beliefs around money. And I've done a lot of work to rekindle my relationship with money. And sometimes I just catch myself like someone saying, you know, we're just, I'm just talking about something with someone. And like, I almost want to just go into some conversation about stress around money and I have to catch myself. I'm like, wait a second. I don't actually believe this. It's just like habit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just where my mind goes. So yeah. no, a hundred percent. 
Yeah. And, and I, and I just am kind of getting a feeling like that's kind of where you are now. It's not to say that your inner child is still feeling wounded, especially with your dad, you know, basically telling you that you're wrong. And, you know, I know we've obviously done some work around this and it goes without saying, I say this to my clients all the time, it goes without saying always inner child work. So I don't want to spend time there because I just, A, you already have the tools to do that from the incubator, but, um, uh, but B, like it just goes without saying inner child work, right? (laughs) Like always, always and forever. Um, but I think what could be really, really helpful for you are, um, a couple things. Um, one, I can't remember if I gave this to you, but from the Zen Love Workbook and the Incubator, um, did I give you the self trust chart assignment? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? Um, it, it, it's kind of like the same thing that you did right now, just listing out the things that I've done that have been the right choices for me at those times. Yeah. It, it's just realizing, yeah, I've I, for the most part, I do what's right for me at the time. Right, right. And, and here's the thing that I want to add to that. And that is that, first of all, you can change your mind, right? Mm-hmm. You always change your mind. And one thing that I also like to, you know, I, for me, I'm a big fan of like really paying attention to language. And I think it's more than just semantics um, and semantics. I mean. <laughs> and um, the word decide, you know, it ends with C-I-D-E, which is the same root as like um, suicide, homicide, um, you know, basically to kill, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, like the word decide is like, I'm going to decide to do this or decide not. It's like, you're literally killing off the other thing, right? And that can feel like just really scary in the body. Like, oh shit, what if I make the wrong decision that I'm screwed? or that I'm stuck or whatever. And so I find it really helpful just to think I'm choosing this. And if I want to choose something else tomorrow, I'm allowed to do that. And you are allowed to do that. So part of this is just going to be giving yourself permission. How does that feel? I mean, it feels good because I mean, I, I, it's kind of like I know those things and I really want to be able to just trust the process because I know that everything's a process and that everybody we meet, we meet for a reason and all of those things. But I just want to be able to not let my brain. Okay. Okay. So do that. Do this. Why is it so easy to trust the process? Say that. Okay. Say right now. (laughs) Why is it so easy? To trust the process. To trust the process. Say it again. Everything, why is it so easy to trust the process? Again. Why is it so easy to trust the process? Again. Why is it so easy to trust the process? Keep going. Why is it so easy to trust the process? Why is it so easy to trust the process? Yeah, a couple more times. Why is it so easy to trust the process? Why is it so easy to trust the process? A couple more times. Why is it so easy to trust the process? Why is it so easy to trust the process? Did you notice that? That I say it differently. Well, you do say it differently. Do you notice that? Yeah. You notice how your energy shifted? Mm Mm-hmm. What did it do? 
it wasn't so much a question. It was a affirmation. Yeah. It softened. Right. And I can, obviously we're doing this on video so I can see you and your, your jaw softened. I saw your shoulders drop a little bit too. So what I think is really helpful for you to do is to work with these affirmations. Um, why is it so easy to trust the process? Um, I can change, I, I choose this today and I can change my mind tomorrow. Um, I give myself permission to trust the process. I allow myself to trust myself. Um, just those types of, and I can help you come up with more affirmations if you'd like. Um, but just things like that, that feel, I, when I use affirmations, I like to use languaging around why is it so easy? I give myself permission. Um, I allow myself rather than like things like I trust myself. Right. And it's not that that's not bad. It's, it's not a bad thing to do. And if anyone listening, you know, says those types of things and it really helps, then by all means keep doing it. For me, I just find it like, it feels a little cheesy because it's not like totally believable for whatever the thing is that you're trying to work on. Right. So like, mm-hmm. so Juliet, you could be saying, I, I trust myself. I trust myself. I trust myself. But like, there's a part of you that's like, but really, but really, right. really do I trust myself? And so I just find it to be then less effective because then you're just kind of battling like, well, do I really trust myself? And it just can turn into this whole, you know, tailspin. And so when you say things like, I allow myself to trust myself, I give myself permission to trust myself, or why is it so easy to trust myself? I love why is it so easy? Because it just allows me to soften whatever the belief is. Then it really, it it keeps the doorway open to what it is I want to change my mental habits to be. And so I would recommend um, picking a couple affirmations it doesn't have to be a million. It can just be one, right? One that just really resonates or feels 100% true. Not like, well, is it true? Like, like if there's that little like tiny bit, like don't do it, you know, find something that feels really, really true and believable and look at yourself in the mirror and repeat it every single day, at least 10 times, or just put timer on your phone and do it for like a minute. Um, because what this literally does is it creates new grooves in your brain. And, um, when you think about like, you know, think of, I always get this analogy. I'm probably doing this on the podcast before I don't remember, but basically think of like a cornfield, right. And there's like a house in the middle of the cornfield and there's like the main road, you know, I don't know, a few hundred yards away or whatever. And if there's like one dirt road that goes between the house and the cornfield to the main road, then like that road's going to be a dirt road, but it's going to be fairly smooth. Right. But like, let's say you take your four wheeler and you want to, create a new road and just going to do it by driving it, you know, driving your car back and forth along that new route. Like it's going to be really bumpy at first. Right. Mm-hmm. But the more you do it and more you drive your, your car through that cornfield, it's going to create like that smoother dirt road. Right. And so that's really where you are. That's really where, um, where affirmations can help. And also just redirecting the thoughts like, So, you know, do the affirmations every morning or every evening, whatever works for you. But then also when you find yourself going down like that rabbit hole of not trusting yourself, waiting for the shoe to drop, um, not trusting someone else, going back and forth in a decision, like whatever it is, right? Um, 
you just like, like imagine like a rider on a horse, like you just, whoa, like you pull it back. You're like, okay, whoa, <laughs> going down this road again and just redirect the thoughts to what the new beliefs are. So you can use the affirmations here um, and, and allow that to just take you down that new path. And it's going to take time. And it's kind of like, you know, if someone's trying to start a new habit of like getting up to run every morning or drinking a smoothie, like it's going to be a little bumpy. And like, sometimes you're like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to go down this old road. And just because it's because there's a part of that feels safe because it feels comfortable because you know it it feels familiar, right? And so you have to give yourself compassion. Um, and if you go down that road, like forgive yourself, give yourself compassion. You're doing the best you can. It's a learning experience. Blah blah blah. And then the next time you find yourself about to go down that road, like catch yourself, and 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 bring it back to that new road, that new wiring that you want to create. Does that make sense? Yes, a hundred percent. So and I'm glad that you brought up the affirmation because I had done affirmations before, but like you said, saying I trust myself, but then there's that little part of you that doesn't believe that and it makes yeah. it harder. <laughs> yeah, right. But you could also say like, why is it so easy to trust myself? I do that all the time. Like I have a really good habit of making things a lot harder than it needs to be. <laughs> and actually I, um, I have a bunch of post-it notes all along my computer and, um, oh, I guess, oh, here it is. Um, oh no, that's not it. I don't know what happened to it actually, but I had a post-it note. Um, and it just said, it just says, why is it so easy? Because I can be sitting there like, oh, I got to write all these emails or I got to like write these social media posts or like whatever. And like, and just tense up and like, I'm not in flow and I'm like in masculine energy, like got to get it done, got to get it done. But then instead, if I can just be like, why is it so easy? And I can soften, I can relax, I can move more into flow, I can connect with my intuition and then I can work from that place. Right. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a good question. Like, why isn't it? Why, why can't it be easy to trust yourself? So let's wrap this up and circle back to this relationship. Um, Go ahead and close your eyes and empty the vessel. So just any thoughts, beliefs, opinions, anything going on in your mind or your body, just clear it out. And while you're clearing it out, let me just ask a clarifying question. So you said you took a break. Are you currently in a break with this relationship or are you back on? No, we're back on. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. So clearing the vessel, clearing the vessel. I'm going to ask a question and just let whatever bubbles up, bubbles up. Try not to intellectualize it. If you find yourself thinking, intellectualizing the answer, just let that answer go and see what bubbles up after that. And so the question is, what do I need to do, if anything, about this situation in my relationship? What comes up is let it be. Let it be? Yeah. Yeah. Can you trust that? Yeah. And can you give yourself permission to decide to change your mind tomorrow or the next week or next month? Yes. Okay. How does this feel with this answer? 
or this decision, this choice, I should say. <laughs> Feels good. 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 How are you feeling right now? More relaxed, more just knowing that, I mean, obviously I can do something about it to not feel that I always have to be overanalyzing things. Yeah. Yeah. You can let it be simple. Mm -hmm. That can also be an affirmation. Let it be simple. Great. What did you learn today? that I do trust myself and that I can get better at it by practicing. Yeah. Yeah. And if it helps, you know, post your self-trust chart somewhere where you can see it, or at least just like write down some big decisions you've made and just like put them on your bathroom mirror, or like a nightstand or somewhere just so you can say, Oh yeah, I made that decision. I made that decision or that choice. Um, and that can help because evidence be, breeds confidence. Yeah. So the more evidence you can show yourself, the more confidence you can build. And um, like I said, like always in our child work, there's always more layers to dig under. Um, you know, but I think you've done a lot of that. And so there definitely is some healing work, like always connecting and sending love to that inner little girl and just noticing if she's acting up or, getting triggered. But I think also a big piece of this is just deciding to believe something different about yourself and changing the habit. Definitely. All right. So thank you so much, Juliet, for coming on to the show. I hope this was helpful. Very much so. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you so much, Juliet, for your vulnerability and your honesty and sharing this question with me and the audience here at the Love Life Connection. I know this was really outside your comfort zone, and I know that there was a lot of fear around this call, and I'm just so appreciative that you stuck with it because I know you got a lot of benefit from this call, but I know that tons and tons of other women listening into this conversation did as well. So I just want to break down this call with Juliet a little bit and offer you some tools that you can use as well to apply what we talked about in your own life. And so, you know, with Juliet, I, I wanted to get an idea of her, what her self-trust history was like. But you might notice that we didn't spend too long there. Yes, we talked a little bit about when she was seven years old and her dad getting frustrated with her getting some words wrong. And we talked about her teenage years and not being able to make a quote-unquote wrong choice. And part of the reason why we didn't spend too long there is because, one, we've done some of this work in the Love Incubator, and obviously we're still working together, so I'll be able to dive a little bit more into this with her to do some of the deeper healing work that um, that she'll want to do to really overcome this. Um, but part of this is because also she can really analyze herself to death. And I think she has some awareness, not to say that there's more layers to uncover and not to say that she's done all the inner child healing that there's to be done, because no, there's, there's no end, there's no completion to that. That's just always, at least from my point of view, always part of the process. But really in this call, that wasn't going to serve her the most. And the reason why I came to that conclusion as we were, as I was asking her questions and kind of digging in a little bit more, is that when she said she's cared a lot less about pleasing other people lately or being in align with what they want, you know, her to do, 
Um, that was a huge hint to me that she still has some old habits that just haven't gotten cleared up yet. So she's done a lot of the emotional healing. She's done a lot of the spiritual healing. Again, doesn't mean she's done with it forever and she can just be on go on with her life. Like, no, once you enter the jungle, you're in the jungle and you're kind of there to stay because once you see it, you can't unsee it. But not trusting herself, I think, was simply a habit. And think about it. She's this has been reinforced to her ever since she was seven years old. And so that's decades of programming of, oh, I can't trust myself or, oh, I may, might, might make the wrong choice um, and then something bad will happen or someone won't be happy with me. And so even though she's consciously decided I'm not going to please other people or I'm not going to make choices based on what other people think or believe or what their opinion is, that habit of just not trusting herself is still there. And so that's why I wanted to focus on the mental part. And we talked about some affirmations and saying things that were actually believable rather than things that weren't really believable, like I just trust myself, right? So I just want to be clear because a lot of times we just want to hang out in the mental part of doing growth growth work to solve our problems because for most of you listening, because like attracts like, you are very smart, you're very intellectual, you're very good at analyzing and connecting the dots and you can probably do that really well and on some levels you can probably psychoanalyze yourself to death. And so actually with my clients, we don't really spend that much time in the mental place usually and that's just because like it's just an easier place to... Um, to work. And a lot of times that almost ends up becoming a comfort zone. You know, like I've had clients that don't want to do any of the spiritual work or the inner child work or the emotional work or the healing or any of that kind of stuff. And they just want to do like affirmations and things like that. And And again, like we talked about affirmations here on the call, and it can be a really great tool and resource to help you heal and to help change the mental habits. But the only reason why why Juliet was in a place where that was actually going to serve her most is because she's done a lot of this heavy lifting in the emotional and spiritual realms before. And so I wanted to introduce this other realm to her that maybe is lacking because it's almost like she's she's um, she's neglected this part. And this is actually fairly rare. I would say usually it's the other way around, but that doesn't mean that you know, the mental part of healing isn't important or that you shouldn't do it. Um, But I just want to emphasize that a lot of times we just want to hang out in the mental part because it feels easier because going down into the dark, scary basement of like old skeletons and childhood and past relationships, you know, aka the emotional and spiritual, spiritual part can just feel really, really scary, really daunting. And so most of us try to actually avoid that. And I also know that she's going to continue to do the emotional on spiritual work because she's with me in the incubator and she's not done yet. Um, so this stuff is, we're definitely going to be able to uncover some more layers uh, together. So just a few things if you want to build your own self-trust muscle, and that is to first realize that it really is a muscle. And the more you use it, the better and the stronger it's going to get. And what I find a lot of times is is a lot of times when women don't trust themselves, they kind of, quote unquote, go test out the waters by going on a date. And, you know, maybe the guy is talking to his ex or like doing something fishy or a little sketchy or some, you know, there's some red flag essence there. And they try to ignore it. It's like, no, I'm just going to trust him. I usually don't trust him. So I'm going to trust. And that's actually a really bad idea. Because if you are getting some sense that like maybe something wrong is, is happening, but you're trying to like practice this quote unquote trust. And then, you know, what happens 
is you're basically, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy that whatever you're afraid is going to happen is going to happen, then that can actually set you further back. And so I don't recommend necessarily like, you know, practicing self-trust by going on dates and meeting people and just trying to trust them. Um, because if they're not trustworthy and and they do something to break your trust, then that's just going to set you back and it's just going to be a lot harder for you to move forward from, from there. So that's why I asked her about her self-trust chart, which is an exercise that I give a lot of my clients who are struggling with self-trust, which in a nutshell is basically just going back through your life and writing out situations or decisions that you had to make where you had to make a choice. And it doesn't matter what the choice you ended up making was, because no matter what, it can help you to show that your intuition actually is spot on. So if you made it a choice that was in alignment with you, then great, because that shows you, yes, you can make choices that are in alignment with you. And if you ended up making a choice that was not in alignment with you, and you went with that choice, because it's what society said, or your mom said, or your friend said, or whoever said, um, but your intuition knew it was wrong. Well, that's still showing you that your intuition's working. And so, and, and then I asked Juliet to describe a few more instances where she felt she made a choice with that was within her alignment and not based on what other people believed or thought or anything like that. And it helps you to it helps you to build that trust because evidence breeds confidence. And when you can show yourself that you can actually make choices that are in line with you, then it makes it easier to make more difficult choices in the future. So like I said, coming back to that muscle analogy, you know, if you're going to the gym for the first time, you wouldn't necessarily try to curl 50 pounds the first time, right? You would have to start with one pound weight, the two pound weight and work your way up to whatever the goal weight was. So look back at, you know, if, you know, you don't, I know you don't have the self-trust chart, but you can still write out a list of situations where you trusted yourself and either it was within alignment or you knew it wasn't with alignment, but your intuition was telling you that and look over that list and just really become attuned with what's in that list and let that show you like, oh yeah, I can trust myself. And then start looking around in your life and like, okay, what kind of decisions, what kind of choices are you making every single day, every single week, every single month? And just start with the small and the easy choices. Like, what are you going to wear today? What are you going to eat? Which way are you going to go to work? What what are you going to do Saturday night? What are you going to do um, Sunday morning or whatever it is and start making choices that feel in alignment and then gradually work up to more and more difficult decisions. But don't start from, okay, I'm going to like practice trusting myself or what I'm going to eat for breakfast. And then, okay, now I'm, that's good. Now I'm going to go off on this date and trust myself there. Like, no, you've got to work up to it. So think if like, trusting yourself to what you're going to eat in the morning. That's like, let's say, let's put on a one or a two in terms of how difficult it is. And then trusting someone else in a romantic situation that might be like an eight, nine or 10. So you've got like three, four, five, six, seven in the middle. And so try to work your way up to some of those bigger self-trust things. And then I, I had her work through some of the affirmations, but in a way that was more believable. Because for her, even though I know she trusts herself, and she knows she trusts herself, she doesn't necessarily 100% believe it. And so affirmations like I trust myself, or I love myself, or I'm amazing. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, look, if they work for you, then keep keep doing them. I'm not going to stop you. But for many of us, it can just feel kind of cheesy, because we don't actually 100% believe it. And that can just kind of create like a weird dynamic and maybe you just feel like it doesn't work and you just stop doing it after a while. And that's like a best case scenario and a worst case scenario. It can actually make you feel worse because we don't really believe it. And that can send you down a spiral of like, oh, what's wrong with me? I can't even trust myself. And I can't even do these affirmations. Like self-help doesn't work for me. So I must be really screwed up. Like I've definitely have gone down that path before as well. So I like using, um, you know, use whatever 
phrase you want, like I love myself, I trust myself, but I like adding before that, why is it so easy? I give myself permission to, I allow myself to, um, because those things are 100% believable, right? And you can play around with the words or whatever, just to come up with some affirmations that make it believable. But that just really trains the brain like this is the new line of thinking, right? Because thinking is just a habit, just like any other habits that we create in our life. And so we just have to do them every single day in order to create those new mental patterns, those new habits. And so if you find yourself like you feel like, okay, you connect with all the dots, you have some awareness, you know why you have maybe self trust issues or whatever it is, but nothing's changing. Well, then maybe you just still have an old habit of thinking a certain way. And I shared briefly, you know, how I have old habits around thinking about certain things around female friendships. And I talked about money in the episode. And I would just like, I just have a habit of, you know, if someone asked me how my day was just like telling them all the shitty things that happened. And it's just, it doesn't mean that like those things aren't valid, or my feelings aren't valid. But it's just I don't necessarily need to be a negative Nancy. It's not in my highest interest or good. And it's not in the people around me. It's not in their highest good. And so I've had to do a lot of work around just simply changing my, my, my habits around how my, my thought patterns and what I share with people and things like that. So just notice if, you know, if you've done a lot of the emotional, spiritual work and you still haven't seen any changes um, or the results that you're looking for, it could be because there's still a deeper layer that hasn't been uncovered quite yet. And sometimes it's hard to get some of those deeper layers on your own. So if you haven't worked with a coach or a therapist, I recommend checking that out. Um, But also it could just be that you just have some old habits that you just have to decide that you're going to change. And some of these exercises that I listed out today, I think will help help you to do that. All right, my dear, that is all I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next Thursday is the is Thanksgiving here in the United States. So there will be no new episode. Um, but there's five Thursdays in um, in November anyway. So instead of having no episode the fifth Thursday, we're just gonna have no episode the fourth Thursday. And um, in two weeks, I will be back with a brand new episode with uh, a really good friend of mine. She's in my mastermind. And uh, I'm not even gonna tell you about her because she's so amazing. So I want to surprise you. Uh, but I can't wait for you to listen to that episode. And in the meantime, if you haven't read it already, and just uh, just a reminder to check out my love quiz, veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz. And it's just a quick quiz to help you figure out some blocks and beliefs and energies that are keeping you out of love. And depending on what your um, what your result is, you'll get a specialized guide just for whatever your result is to help you overcome some of those blocks. I can't wait for you to check out the quiz and to get those downloads because they're really, really good. So again, veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz to check that out. And I'll also have that link for you in the show notes. All right, bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style <laughs> 